Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Moss. And again, welcome to this week's edition of On the Money, the number one small business show on Business Radio X. On the Money is presented by Embassy National Bank. We are a nationally chartered financial institution, and our deposits are insured by the FDIC. On this show, we discuss topics designed to help small businesses succeed because at Embassy National Bank, we're proud of how we help small business. I'm your host, Joe Moss. I'm also the president over at Embassy National Bank, and we welcome you to the Guru of Gwinnett Studio of Business Radio X, and we're at the Sonesta Hotel, a beautiful facility. If you're over this way off of uh, I-85 and Pleasant Hill, stop in. Uh, you can watch us through the window. So um, today we've got a, uh, a good discussion planned. We have Jeffrey Cohen here, who is the founder of Attack Digital Marketing. So Jeff, Jeff or Jeffrey? Let's go by Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> How are you, Jeff? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me. Today. Sure. Tell us about Attack Digital Marketing. Yes, absolutely. Once again, thanks for having me on the show. Um, Attack Digital Marketing is a uh, digital agency that focuses on working with sales-driven organizations. Uh, and what we want to do is help connect uh, the sales process to the marketing solutions that are out there. And the digital world is uh, morphing quickly. Uh, there are a lot of changes that are going on. And what we want to do is uh, work with people in key areas, help them align their sales and marketing, help them with implementing their inbound marketing strategies, uh, utilizing email, advise on the changes that are going on in the world for websites and website development, SEO, and also, uh, you know, content. That's really the important part going forward. Uh, so many people are using and turning to the web uh, to educate themselves. This whole digital marketing has evolved a lot mm -hmm. and very quickly. Absolutely. And it's uh, here to stay. Uh, it has changed fundamentally how we interact as humans. There are such interesting statistics. One of the things that I read recently is that 58% of adults, the first thing they do in the morning is reach for their smartphone and check mm -hmm. their email. And is it only 58%? That, <laughs> yes. Um, but I would say that in the past 10 years, you know, that would be an enormous amount of growth. I mean, it's fundamentally, these devices change how we interact. Um, they have affected um, how we socialize, um, how we gather information. And so that presents unique challenges to a business. How do you grab someone's attention? How do you bring them in? Um, how do you show them the value of your brand and your solutions? And we work with companies to take them along that pathway. But the internet has not replaced the relational aspect of doing business. Oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, the internet is there for every step of the journey of your customers and your potential customers. You want to, you know, I believe very much as being in sales for over 20 years, you want to deploy your individuals, uh, your people to be interacting directly and servicing people. I mean, people still expect that in this day and age, but the internet and the solutions, the way that you can control the conversation now, the technology actually has a big advantage uh, to small businesses. They can create their own content. Mm -hmm. They can have their own visibility. They can control how often and what they put out in social media pathways. Um, they can provide enormous amounts of value 
and consistently work. But on that side of it, you want your salespeople implementing sales, taking people and being available to service them through that process. So what we step in and from a sales thinking perspective, um, we start with the sales teams first and say, you know, what is, who is your customer? Where is that customer going? What do they need? Where are their friction points? How can the marketing solutions educate and be available? And what's, I'm trying, there's a question I've been asked, what, is there a small business out there that should not try to pursue a strategy along these lines? That's a good, that's a, that's a really good question. I mean, it seems like we all are here now. You've, if you want to grow and, and continue to establish your brand and build relationships, this is the most economical way to do it. Um, yes, absolutely. And I think that the important thing is that uh, companies have to realize they are going to continually have to invest as the technology changes. Uh, one of the things just in your basic uh, world is how Google has uh, made a switch over to favoring mobile websites and mm -hmm. how they load and how quickly they load. Um, if you were to ask me 10 years ago, what's the difference between one second, four seconds, mm -hmm. I would tell you, oh, not very much. But in the time, the difference in taking a look at your smartphone and how quickly a web page loads mm -hmm. and whether it's mobile friendly or not, and can I engage in it quickly? People change where they go, um, you know, very quickly. It's, it's very, very interesting, some of the stati statistics that are out there. Uh, one uh, specialist in the industry who's very well known called uh, SEO Mo's basically said that he figured that less than 70% of Google searches actually were clicked. Mm -hmm. And the number's closer to actually... Uh, I may have said that incorrectly, but about 40, only 40% 40 of Google searches are actually result in a click. Interesting. Yeah. So, so and, and I do that a lot. I just Google search, Google search, Google search. Mm -hmm. uh, I usually personally Google search for informational purposes, but the information I'm looking for is driven by or created by something off the internet that requires me to go to the internet. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think that's true with product and, and services and, and that type of thing. Yep, ab absolutely. I, I think that every business that's out there should think about making clearly an investment in a website that puts them out there. And they should consider the power that they have to add content to that. They're the specialists. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a small business, you know, I had my garage door break this week. And I looked at the guy's website, and now I have a different perspective on this, but I was thinking, there's so many interesting things he could put in there. And I, I spent the entire time watching the, the man fix it, um, and he knew every little piece of how a garage door works. I mean, this is something we don't think about every day, but when it's broken, you think about it quite a bit. Did he explain to you how powerful that spring is? Yeah, that scared me. <laughs> that, that, that scared me to no end. Um, I would like to say to anybody who's listening, please never mess with your garage door. Get a professional as soon as possible. Uh, the stories he told me were very scary. But yeah, he, my spring broke, and I told the guy I was just going to go buy it and do it myself, and he went, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, will, I will vouch for your professionals in the garage door uh, that are out there. You should definitely use one of those. Right, yeah. right. Well, even, you know, like you said, even that person, you know, you have a need on your garage door. Mm -hmm. You go inside, well, I'm going to figure out garage doors helpers. You know, who do I do? I, I immediately go do a search. And 
it sounds to me like that most people want to hire someone that they can kind of relate to, they can trust and know they'll get the job done. And so they, they don't necessarily want the, the big guy. They want to kind of drift down and find out somebody that, that they could really relate to. And that's why they need to be out there and explain what their story is. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know people want to do business with people. The technology solutions, the digital uh, marketing solutions only help. And going back to that garage door example, I mean, the first thing on his website should be, please never, you know, as almost a, as a public service announcement, please never mess with the spring. We mm-hmm. care too much about you, you know, uh, and, and that would be, and that alone in his, in the, you know, in the installer's brain, he knows that inherently. And, and that should be something that's projected. And then he's seen as a valued solution provider and not somebody who's simply there to, you know, maybe sell you a new garage door or however, you know, I don't believe they have a bad rap, but whatever business is out there that people may not have a positive feeling towards. I, I think that, you know, whatever business that you have, if you're a B2C business, um, you know, you need to be monitoring your social pathways, how people talk about your business. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to make an investment in that and, and, and also um, tell people about what you're doing. We had a discussion around the director's table, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people are thinking this, that um, that are, you know, let's say, let's pick a number, 40 and older. Uh, we don't want to be in the social media business because it can cause trouble. And my comment back to them was, we're already in the social media business. Right. We just don't know what people might be saying about us. Right. Ab- absolutely. So we're there. Yeah. No, everybody, everybody is out there. I think it's worse to not know what people are saying. Um, you know, I, my background is in the hotel industry, and that is a crucial place in a, um, you know, with customer facing uh, high volume business. You need to be monitoring how people talk in different places about mm-hmm. you. That's an important point, And you need to plan for that. When you think about your buyers uh, that are out there, people, strangely enough, trust other people more about your business and their reviews than what you put out there. And mm-hmm. so you have to guard that. You have to guard your business reputation. At the end of the day, you're protecting your brand. And uh, digital marketing solutions, however you implement them, whether it's from you know best practices and, and quality content on your website or inbound marketing using email or social media, um, you're, you're projecting your brand. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, for any business, that's crucial. We keep throwing the brand word, uh, brand name out. Everybody talks about the brand. And we're in a, um, a, a lot of the uh, transactions out there now have become so commodity-oriented. There's very, very little uniqueness. And so people would say, well, I'm just a commodity business. Why should I build a brand? But everybody's brand, be it you know who you are, whether you have the same product as everybody else, who you are creates a unique brand for you. Right. And, and, and everybody's if, different. Uh, without a doubt. And even if you were looking at the largest brands in the world that you know, they spend hundreds of millions of dollars protecting and projecting their brand every year. Now, that would be m- one of the most basic ways to look at it. Um, I'm working with a client right now where we are going through a rebranding process, and they really had to closely look at you know how this brand solved people's problems, how not only that, but the logo could mm-hmm. project what their solution set was. Mm-hmm. And that process, you know, took us through really looking at who their buyer was, who their ideal customer was, um, who the outliers and customers, potential customers, and how they would identify the name and the logo with the solution. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it's a good practice. I, I think that, you know, everybody puts out a unique name as much as, as unique as possible. And to a certain extent, most everybody is in a commodity-based business. You can put an enormous amount of information out there now, and you have control of it as a small business to publish your own content and tell your own story. So it is very personal. Yeah, and uh, let's, we're also having this discussion in, in our company a lot. And uh, the recent one is there are some industries that are, inundated on the web you and i right before the show talked about trulia for example yes and um how i clicked on something on trulia and i got five calls from brokers within 10 minutes right so i found that to be very annoying and it's almost like some industries are taking it to the extreme right and others aren't doing anything let's take since you're familiar with the hotel space as i am Let's take a uh, a franchise hotel. Let's take a uh, let's say a Quality Inn. Sure. Now they may think, well, we're taken care of because we are part of the Quality or or the the Choice franchise, but they alone need to do their own branding. Right. And and in franchise businesses have their own set of challenges how their brand is projected. They need to monitor their social media pathways. I guess one of the benefits a franchise often has is uh, they can leverage some of the internal um, strengths of that franchise or to, you know, best practices on how to deal with social comments that come to them through social media. But also, they should also be making that investment in protecting their own brand. Yeah, so even the quality in owner, say, in Tifton, Georgia. Sure. Pick a, I don't know, pick yeah. one. He or she or they, they should really be thinking about this. How do I make myself look different? Right. Yeah. What, what, what's unique about Tifton? You know, what, what, when somebody's at my hotel, what can I offer them uh, that adds value, that, mm-hmm. t- that shares that uniqueness? How can I leverage those stories on my website so that when people are searching for that part of Georgia, mm-hmm. that they come across and find us, that we rank higher, that we are seen as a warm and hospitable place, mm-hmm. uh, that there's good value for staying at the Quality Inn and Tifton. So, you know, it's, it's a constant process. And when we start back with companies, you know, we help them really start and create that roadmap find out what their need is. And we were talking a little bit more about how do you maintain, earlier, you know, before we came on the air, you know, how do you maintain your relationship with your your prospects and Mm -hmm. your your customers? Start with your customers. Who is generating revenue and keeping you in business? Um, How are you communicating with them? How are you staying up to date with them? So you really want to plan and and create a strategy to do that and talk to them in in a personal way. I mean, I think that's really the skill that we will see out there when we work with people on email marketing campaigns um, is not just having a generic email blasted out there, really thinking about how someone will read that. And because there's such a short amount of time, I think most people, 80% of people are simply glancing at their emails. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a, it's a very basic way to communicate. And I think that when we talk about small businesses, uh, just because email marketing is a low cost solution doesn't mean you can abuse it because you will turn off customers, um, existing customers quickly, and you will burn prospects. So you have to really be thoughtful about that. How do you get? How do you get out of the? Uh, how do you get it out of the? Um, a lot of us use the the Gmail and so how do you get it out of the sales folder and into the priority folder? Um, you know that's that's a tough. Because I don't go into my sales folder. Right, into your promotions folder very right. often. Uh, yeah, no, that, that 
though you know that is a developed through a personal relationship. I mean, that's when we when we work with B two B customers. Um, you know, it they have to develop that relationship individually so that they are delivering things of value. It, so, so what we're talking about is using your digital footprint right. to enhance your customer relationship as opposed to creating your customer relationship. Because the frustration that you and I talked about was that if you decide, okay, I want to start using the internet to create my customer relationship, it's very tough in a in certain businesses, it's very tough to qualify the lead. Right. Absolutely. So the, you're, you're, we're talking about a little bit two different things. We, you know, one is that broad acquisition strategy, trying to acquire as many, let's say, marketing qualified leads. When we talk more deeply, you know, we're really focusing on people that are deeper into your pipeline or you have a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep on providing them value and information. Um, we were talking previously about loans. You know, there's a lot of intricacies to loans if you haven't done one. Um, and the companies that, that, that kind of walk you through that pathway and give you a lot of information will generally be one of the ones that, that is in the quoting process. And then that's another part of the journey. Once we're engaged with your sales team, you know, how do we then nurture that relationship all the way to the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's uh, something that that's also very important. And marketing has to understand when your human sales elements get involved, what's the pathway and how can marketing support that journey all the way to the end so that you can start to have an understanding of, you know, what is the company's win-loss ratio when we are, um, you know, in, in, you know, really kind of deep in that pathway when this, this person is really giving a lot of signals to buy. And in the, in the lending business, as we're in the lending business, the, the real win mm-hmm. to me is, is when someone decides to do business with you at a price higher than what they know they can do down the street. Yeah. I mean, and that, that speaks, I mean, I think that price alone is not going to win all the time. I mean, people need to rely on people, people that they know. Um, and I think that that's where, you know, that that's a, a different side of the business also. It's about, you know, the quality of your sales team and the quality of the service. But one of the things, like I said, when you start to really get to know your customers, uh, one of the solutions out there for technology is that everybody uh, should be existing on the same platform so that the marketing, sales, and service um, can really spend time maintaining that relationship. Um, you know, been reading in the past, you know, three or four years, different sales books, you know, someone's people out there saying, well, we're going to close a customer and other people just do not like that term because you never close a customer. That yeah, customer, I mean, that class that should never be closed. Right. Um, you know, that is a relationship to continue to nurture and to seek referrals and build business and, and better understand their journey because those points along the way, most people, when you ask them for advice, they're happy to give it. Um, ask, and I, we always say, hey, Anytime you have a chance to interact with your existing customer or buyer, ask them about it. what would they like, mm-hmm. what things would make the things easier, what did they like about your website, your process, your collateral that made the process better. Get you know constantly be interacting with your customers, and uh, that will lead you into um, uh, basically developing a map to create content to speak to the needs of your buyers. You're listening to On The Money on Business Radio X, and we're talking to Jeff Cohen, uh, who is the president and founder of Attack Digital Marketing. 
and we're talking about the best way to optimize your digital footprint and the best way to use this whole Oh, gosh, this whole thing we call the Internet, uh, social media, SEO, search engine optimization. How do we optimize all that and make it really turn into something that's benefiting your company? And and you would think, oh, man, that must that's easy, but it's not. It's just a constantly evolving marketplace. And, you know, you most companies don't do their own taxes or have an outside account. And you definitely want to work with someone who's laser focused on that. Mm-hmm. If your organization's big enough and you can um, maintain your own staff where you have a person that's a social media specialist, a marketing automation specialist, um, that's great. I mean, uh, you still may need some tweaks along the way because there are enormous amount of solutions that are out there and that are growing. Uh, a statistic I like to refer to is by uh, Scott Brinker from um, uh, chiefmartech.com is, is the website. Um, in 2011, there were a thousand software companies out there that were considered marking technology. Um, his list says it's 4,500. Other people have told me they think it's over 6,500 companies. So if you're a small business, how do you choose which solution works best for you? Sure. Um, and so um, I would tell people, you know, enjoy your business, you know, um, enjoy what you're, you're great at and just realize that the digital world out there is, is the reality. It is the norm and embrace it. You know, you have a story to tell. You're a, a great solution provider. Uh, feel free. You know, I know it feels uncomfortable for a lot of people uh, mm-hmm. to kind of raise up and say, hey, we do this great. But um, in this world, you got to tell your story. Yeah. You, you have to find your voice and, and, and the, uh, when we thought up the name of uh, attack, you know, it's a constant process and not all efforts, you know, are going to lead to uh, clearly quantifiable goals and results, but you learn things along the way and you reassess and you move forward. And sometimes you win great. Mm -hmm. And and that is one of the beauties of uh, digital marketing. It allows you in a cost-effective way to try a variety of solutions. Um, In the email world, you can do uh, A-B testing. Uh, You can change just the subject line. You can change components. You can can send different messages to different segments of your market. And you Mm -hmm. can learn a great deal and get additional feedback. And you can start to really observe the behavior of your customers that are out there. So um, it's a great place. And I'd say just tear yourself into it. If you're a starting business or a smaller business, you know, really start to think about, you know, what are we going to prioritize? What channel are we going to prioritize? Mm-hmm. Do, do we need a mobile-friendly website? Do we need to update that first? Go ahead and do that. Um, when we look at our email lists that we want to market to, when was the last time we cleaned up the data? You know, have you appended the data in a while? Have, and if you're in a B2B business, in particular, you have a lot of movement of professionals from one place to another. If the person has, that you used to do business with is no longer there, who's taken over their role? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have a personal relationship, but you also have a relationship with those accounts and you want to maintain that and you want to make sure that you don't lose accounts like that. And then on the social side, um, you, know, you really have to just make some choices of which pathway fits best for you. Mm-hmm. I would start with one to two and then build out from there. Yeah, and I, this is all difficult, I think, for for some folks to figure out where do I start, where, how do I see what my ROI is, is, what should I expect from this. I think a lot of people have an idea that if I do this for a couple months, I'm just going to get leads coming in the door, and that doesn't happen, and, you're, and then you got to sit back and say, wait a minute, where does all this fit in what we're trying to do? And I think you need to have those conversations 
first with someone who is realistic about what to expect uh, before you start trudging down the path. Because what you're talking about, it's more about uh, defining yourself yes. than, and then using this whole digital footprint to communicate that. Because you haven't defined yourself first, you have nothing to communicate. Right. I mean, that, that's a very... That's a very, very good point. You do need to clarify who you are providing to. You need to, what is your differentiating point? How mm -hmm. do you stand out? And you have to patiently be telling your story. I, I think that the challenge is, is we have a lot of companies that we run into that have been in business 10, 15, 20 years. They say, well, why do I need this? I've been in business 10, 15, 20 years. And the ability to tell your story, to position yourself as a subject matter expert, can ensure your business going forward. And you've already, if you've been in business 10 years, you've already come over the enormous hump of sur you know, survival there. Um, so embrace that and uh, know that you, you know your competitors well. Um, you know, you want to be able to monitor what they're also doing. And you're also going to be able to see what they're doing in social media pathways and other things. You can see what's working uh, out there. And, you know, we, like I said, we come in there and, and one of my biggest questions to people is, you know, what marketing project would you like us to work on here in the digital world? And let's prioritize that. So when we structure things out, uh, we talk to people and, and get this uh, overall background of what their, their, their pain points are. And then we uh, structure it so we put it into phases. Mm -hmm. and, and what they need to do now, um, there needs to be some goals both uh, in the short term and the long term. My background for years was in the publishing business. Mm -hmm. And every year... Yeah, you came from a hard print moved over to the digital side. So I guess you could say you saw the light and crossed over the bridge. Uh, it, it was a process, you know, as these platforms evolved. And when I was uh, moved about five years ago to another uh, publishing company, you know, I helped build out their digital platform of solutions mm -hmm. that they had, whether it was opt-in email marketing or uh, just marketing on the websites or newsletters. Um, and so you, you, you had to grow into that. Um, what I... I'm very excited for companies is that uh, publishing has fallen into their realm um, mm -hmm. and they need to uh, embrace that there is a need for investment of quality content um, and that's meaningful. It doesn't always have to be long mm -hmm. and they don't always have to be perfect, but they do need to be engaging customers and providing information. Um, most times we see people who've developed a website and they're just not putting any inf new information there. So uh, they're not going to have the benefits of being found. Yeah. And you've got to, the, the, we can get into this whole thing about what, how do you get up there on the list of Google search? But I know one thing, if you're not constantly evolving that website and making changes and, and trying to really make an effort, uh, that algorithm that Google has developed, they're not going to catch you at all. Right. Yeah. At, at, Google, may, you know, they make a couple, more than a couple, but major changes each year, but they're making about it's estimated between 500 and 600 changes to that algorithm on a daily basis. So that whole SEO challenge is ongoing. And, and they really want, it's, it's interesting. They, it's almost like they're saying, look, if you want to make the effort, we'll help you make the effort. But if you're just going to sit back in the weeds, we won't help you. Right. Oh, yeah. And it, and it changes from uh, frequency of posts to short form versus long form. Uh, different things. I, I'm going to share something that's of interest that I uh, read recently. And so uh, when people are thinking about which pathway they should be investing in mm -hmm. from a social perspective, um, there are 10 top smartphone apps out there. 
Google and Facebook control eight of the top 10. 90% of all app activity is on those 10 platforms. The other two besides uh, Facebook has Facebook and Facebook Messenger and Instagram. Google has YouTube, Google Maps, Google Search, Google Play, and Gmail. And then the last two are Apple Music and Amazon. So it's, you know, it it really, so when people think about what pathways they should be developing and telling the story, um, you know, my recommendation would be, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, and, you know, things that are related to Google. So the search engine optimization. So you start to get a framework of how to, where we're going to go with this. And, uh, you know, you said, you know, you know, my background was a, as a publisher. We were constantly building editorial calendars. Mm-hmm. How are we going to tell the story of the industry for the year? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same thing. You step into a company and you start to say, how am I going to tell my story? You know, every business has a, a cycle generally. Um, they have a yearly fluctuation. So you start to think about the timing of your messaging mm-hmm. and what you want to talk about. So um, there's a lot of great things. I, I would be excited um, as a small business owner now um, that they're not just relegated to just buying print ads or um, advertising radio. And print. you control it. You, you as a small it. business can, can control it. Yeah. Um, we have a, a, a guest on our show, uh, Philip Saxton, um, who has a company uh, that uh, helps small businesses kind of find their way. And um, he is a former big blue salesman from the old IBM days, you know, where they, mm-hmm. they really – they really figured out what, how to make the sale. It really comes down to, to the customer is going to want to know, can you solve my problem and can I trust you? And if you can get a check mark on both of those, you're 90% likely to get the sale. So if you think about those two things, can you solve my problem? Okay, so how do you, how do you let the customer know that you can solve their problem? Well, you've got to write and you've got to show that Hey, I really understand this business, and here's here are the things that are going to really um, that you really got to know if you're a consumer and you right. want to step across and buy this product. Um, so, if that's the case, that creates the 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 feeling that yeah, I guess this person can solve my problem because they really understand it. Right. And then the other is how do, can I trust this person? And so that that gets to, I guess, customer uh, well, tr- uh, testimonies and yep. and things like that. Trust is, yeah, that's an important thing. Well, protecting your brand. Remember, the we, in the conversation we were talking about, you know, needing to protect and project your brand. Those two things are important. Um, and also, you know, customer, t- cu- uh, customer testimonials, they do go a long way. Um, uh, affiliating your brand uh, with um, successful businesses mm-hmm. and also within the community, the work that you do is very important. I mean, I think that those are two very things. Yes, the content will help uh, consumers along the journey or uh, buyers along their, their journey that you can and understand their needs, then, you know, at the end of the day, you're still going to need to reinforce, be seen as trustworthy. That's why I think it's so important to really think out your email marketing strategy so that you don't abuse somebody's email inbox and um, so that you become a trusted recipient and that people look for it and know that when they're going to see a subject line that it's meaningful and that they'll be able to pull good information or they'll be able to keep that right you know this this particular show on the money we started with the with the theory that we don't want to be a promotional show because that gets boring nobody wants to hear all that stuff so what do we do well we will what we're going to do is we're going to try to educate 
our potential customer, the small business person. That's all we do. We hardly ever talk. We don't talk about Embassy National Bank on this show. What sure. we do is is try to get people in here that are professionals like yourself and talk to them and use this to help educate our small business customer. We've got 200,000 listeners now. Right. And, and the show's not promoted even as much as it could be. I, th- I think that goes to the to Phil Saxon's point, which is, can you solve my problem? If if you hear someone say, oh, they really kind of know what's going on, uh, I'm glad they're educating me, then uh, they'll end up buying your product. That's where the trust gets created. Yeah, and it gets back to a question you you brought up earlier, um, you know, uh, salespeople and that personal element. You can personalize your marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that is very important, powerful. People out in, who, are, who have access to the internet can search on a couple of terms to find this show and say and develop a relationship with you mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, of the type of content that you bring on. So, you know, whenever you think about how you're talking to your uh, customers and your prospects out there, uh, that's an important component is to personalize the messaging and to really kind of think of how they want to be approached mm-hmm. and in the thoughtful way is very meaningful. And that I think sometimes, you know, uh, companies who are trying to do business um, and using digital pathways, they're trying to go for mass. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that gets them into some serious trouble because they really need to be focusing on the quality of the message and, and the, the focused component of it. So that's and, and, and different, uh, also, I guess, um, understanding different consumer behaviors, not everybody's going to do business with you. Uh, there's going to be a segment out there who are price sensitive, irrespective of anything. But I, I firmly believe there is a core customer out there that that will pay more if they trust you and you can solve their problem. Yep. And 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 uh, don't mess your time. Don't waste with the 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 uh, price sensitive people because you got to find that core customer. Right. If you're if you're a business that's not just a, you know focused on that transactional component and it's a high customer service model or a um, higher solution, I mean, I think you you definitely there is a place for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we look all, all around you, just, you know, talking about the smartphones. You know, Apple has an enormous place in the market, and they're extremely uh, loyal following. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are solutions that are that are half price mm-hmm. or a third of the price, uh, but they continue to exist and grow as a business. And they they're they're trying to constantly wow and delight their customers. Mm-hmm. And they realize that certain people will not buy their products because of the price point. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that's the 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 message to a company who is um, trying to rise above the commoditization of their product is you have to be looking for ways to wow. Uh, your customers and continue to keep them happy. But if but if you're a go back to your example of the ten year old customer, the fifteen year old customer. If you've made it so far by doing that, mm-hmm. you got to keep doing that, right? Like Facebook, they got to keep doing that. They got to figure out what is the next wow. Yeah, and the next wow, you know, on that side is video. I mean, video is exploding enormously. Um, everybody and the expectation out there is that you're going to have video. Uh, Twitter just came out with something new on video. Uh, Instagram did, uh, Facebook, uh, Google, I mean, YouTube, the explosion of content, YouTube. Um, and this is an interesting point too, in your digital marketing. Um, you know, the statistic that I read, this was a actually research from 3M is that people, uh, are 60,000 times more likely to, uh, recognize an image 
over text. So you, utilizing pictures and video in your marketing solutions is very powerful. People And eight times more likely to click on a video than they are a picture or a, uh, or a picture. Absolutely. And that's, and that's why you're seeing so much of this. Um, you're seeing enormous investment now from Facebook in terms of live. You know, they want people to be putting out uh, content and engaging people. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the quality of the content doesn't even necessarily have to be good in the social world. It doesn't have to be professionally produced. People are simply watching it. Uh, yeah, I, people like real, don't they? They, they, they very much do. Uh, we're kind of tired of hearing everything perfect, aren't we? Right. With the, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. You know, small business can be, uh, you know, they should embrace their personality. Like the performer, you know, that comes out and lip syncs. Okay. It'll be perfect. But oh my gosh, we prefer, you know, to sit down and, and, and right. listen to someone who's real. A- absolutely. Well, uh, yeah. Most of us do anyway. Yeah. No, no, a- absolutely. Absolutely. I think I, I agree with it. And I say, you know, find you find your niche, right? Um, and even if your business wanted to grow explosively, would you create, would you deliver that high level of customer service that you set a standard for for yourself if all of a sudden you had 10 times the number of customers running in the door? Mm-hmm. Would your response time be good? Would you be able to, would you now be juggling issues with fulfillment and with social media backlash if you're not able to service them? So think about how you're going to uh, ramp up your campaigns um, and, and, you know, kind of deal with that, that growth potential that could happen. Yeah. What we have a saying here at the end of the show, we talk about staying authentic and, um, I, I just think it's real important that, you know, video, uh, website, whatever you need to project who you are. Right. And don't be afraid of who you are. Don't try to, don't, don't be concerned that you may not look what like people expect you to look, you know, just. Be who you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, uh, I like it. The technology that is available to small businesses um, can tell a great deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I think that that's an underutilized component. I think people just have to find um, either themselves, self-teach, which is very um, doable, or find a provider to help them tell their story in a variety of different ways. So I think the solutions um, are out there. I think that the key thing is when we talk to established businesses is, you want to protect your your investment, your long term brand. Um, you know, don't be don't don't fear the digital pathways. Don't fear social media. Sure. And if you're a new and emerging business, you should definitely. Uh, y- I'm sure you're embracing but it. In, enjoy it. Don't be so right. You know, make it make it fun. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to put out content that's slightly off or yeah, to, right. to raise things. As long as you know it's uh, you know research, you know, I would say like long form stuff, spend some time, spend mm-hmm. some money, get a writer who does a good job. If you're going to provide a guide that's out there, um, you know, recent research showed that, you know, Google tended to favor articles that were over 2000 words. Well, if you're going to do a long form piece, get and make the investment in a good writer, but not only, and think about how that investment's going to be sent, you know, just post it digitally. Think about how it's going to work in the hands of your sales team Mm -hmm. and how you can take that and provide that to your customers. Think about multiple pathways. What's the roadmap of that quality content of getting to people you want to influence? Guess what? Time's up. (laughs) Um, It always goes quick here, especially when we get rolling. And I really appreciate your time. So if, if you've got a final parting comment of wisdom that you want to leave us, go ahead. 
I would just say, uh, well, one, thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed this discussion. Two, embrace the changes that are ahead. I can promise you that in the digital world. Uh, What we're talking about today will be very different than 2020, and it should be exciting and new. If you have any interest and would like to reach out to me uh, to discuss uh, anything, you can always call me. My phone number is 678-587-5000, and I can be reached uh, social media on uh, Twitter at, uh, at AttackDM. Attack DM, www.attackdm.com, Facebook, uh, attack, uh, facebook.com slash attack DM, uh, Twitter at attack DM. Mm-hmm. So it's been a very good, a very good conversation and, um, appreciate you being here. Appreciate you being here. All right, everybody that has been, uh, on the money for today. And again, we are the number one small business show on Business Radio X. We're presented by Embassy National Bank. Uh, you can enjoy this show again or any of our other On The Money episodes by visiting onthemoney.businessradiox.com. And our shows are also available on iTunes, so feel free to uh, set up the, the stream process. I know a lot of our listeners um, We'll download this later and listen to it in the car on a drive, and uh, we appreciate that. Um, And you can also see a lot of our episodes out on YouTube at the Gwinnett Business Radio X channel on YouTube. So we're doing our best to get out there and to educate and help you, the small business owner. So with that, I'm Joe Moss of Embassy National Bank. And uh, as we talk at the end of every show, be careful out there. As Jeff tells you, it's constantly evolving. Uh, everybody wants to get your customers. So, uh, you know, be yourself and, and lay out that, lay out that story, leave fear in the back seat, And then most importantly, stay authentic, just be yourself, present yourself. Uh, that's what people want to see and hear these days in today's world of, uh, lip syncing and this quest for perfection. I think we're getting back to the point where we really want to know who the person is we're dealing with. Um, so With that, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.